Baptism Sunday is always a lot of fun. You know, what I love to do whenever we have a Baptism Sunday, I like to do like a little five to 45 minute sermon, just kidding, five to eight minute sermon. And I love to talk about examples of baptism in the New Testament. You know, because the Bible is actually full of very powerful examples of stories of people who wanted to be baptized. People who hear the gospel, they're given the gift of faith, and then their lives are completely transformed. When that happened in the New Testament, those who became followers of Jesus wanted to let everyone know what was happening in their life. But I want you to understand something. It's not like it is today. There'll be posts about this on social media and we're excited about it and the people who are being baptized are proud and they should be and we are proud of them and and we proclaim it loudly and and boldly that this is a great day. But in that day, a public declaration about your faith in Jesus with words or with baptism was extremely risky. As a matter of fact, it was often a matter of life and death. It took a lot of courage and you had to really be sure Am I really following Jesus? Because I could lose my life over this. So with that in mind, I have a story that I want to share with you from Acts chapter 18. It's the story about the baptism of this guy named Crispus. That's a cool name, right? Crispus. I could just say that all day. Crispus. How come y'all aren't named Crispus? None of you. You should get named. (laughs) Story of Crispus and his family from Acts 18. Let me set the stage for you. All right, so Paul is on a missionary journey in Corinth. And because Corinth is this port city, there's a lot of wealth, there's a lot of affluence, and people are there because they want to make money. And many Jewish people had taken up residence there for business reasons, and they had all become very successful in Corinth. And they have a, they have a synagogue set up there where the Jewish people will come and worship God. And when Paul gets there, the first thing he does is he goes to where the Jewish people are in the synagogue and he is preaching the gospel of Jesus in the synagogue and the people in the synagogue they get angry at Paul you're gonna mess up our business not only that you're preaching stuff that goes against what we learned about from our rabbi and what they do in the temple and they resented Paul as a matter of fact there were some in the temple who wanted to throw Paul in jail they wanted to beat him they saw Paul's preaching as a threat to their way of life And because, get this now, we we actually covered this in our series in Revelation, because many Jews were trying to to live peacefully in the Roman Empire, they had chosen to also worship Caesar once a year to get their mark so that they would know that they weren't supposed to be arrested. They could worship God, but they had to worship Caesar first, and many of them had done that. But Paul comes in and says, no, no, you're not allowed to do that. There's one God, there's one Jesus, he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him, and you will have no gods before him. Jesus is the only way to eternal life. You see, this is a message that would bring a lot of undue attention from Roman authorities, you understand that. And so the Jews there, as they are hearing Paul preach, they're starting to get violent. They're threatening him. They're seeking to have him arrested for disturbing the peace. And watch what happens. Look at this. Acts chapter 18. Look at this. And when they opposed and reviled him, Paul, he shook out his garments and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent. From now on, 
I will go to the Gentiles. He left there. This is great. He went there and went to the house of a man named Titius Justus, who was a worshiper of God. That means he was a Gentile, but he worshiped God. Get, look at this. His house was next door <laughs> to the synagogue. Paul didn't go very far. And the scripture says, Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, next door, overhears Paul preaching, and he believes in Jesus together with his entire house. Many of the Corinthians hearing Paul believed and were baptized. And the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, don't be afraid, but go on speaking and do not be silent. I love this. Watch this. There's a lot of theology here. For I am with you. No one will attack you or harm you. Does that sound like Joshua, by the way? For I have many in this city who are my people. I am calling my own to myself. I have many here. Stay here, Paul. Don't worry. No one's going to hurt you. You continue preaching. So Paul stayed there for 18 months teaching the word of God to all those in Corinth. The one guy in Corinth with more reason to reject the gospel than anyone, Crispus, the leader of the synagogue, he ran the place. Here's Paul preaching to the Gentiles next door, maybe in the backyard. Maybe they were grilling or something. I don't know. But he hears Paul preaching, and God saves him. And his whole house and Crispus are baptized. You see how much courage that took for Crispus to be baptized? Do you see that? When Paul went next door, he had given up on anyone in the synagogue believing in the gospel. He says, your blood be on us. I've tried. I'm innocent. I'm going to preach to people that will listen. Paul even didn't even have an expectation. I would think the last person Paul thought, well, I know Crispus is going to come to Jesus. No! Paul had given up on that, but God hadn't because Crispus belonged to him. When Paul said, see ya, to the synagogue, the last person he expected to believe was Crispus, the guy running it. Man, I bet that was a fun baptism that night. What, don't you think? You want to what? And your kids? And your in-laws? All of you? Are you sure? Your whole family? And then lots of other people see this. Well, if the leader of the synagogue is going to trust Jesus, then so am I. And it, it just incited this incredible courage throughout all those whom God was calling, and they were all baptized. This is one of the reasons why I love baptism. Each one, each time we baptize someone, and you guys that are here, each time we baptize someone, it is a chance to celebrate the sovereign power of God calling his people out of darkness into light, bringing him to himself and transforming them. You know what's great? By the way, I've met with each one of these people. None of them have come to faith the same way. Each one is a special different, unique story. Now, the one constant is the gospel, but everything else is different. So today, we're going to baptize our brothers and sisters. You know what we're doing? We're not just celebrating that God saved them. You know what else we're celebrating? Just like God told Paul, I'm not done saving my people. Stay where you are, keep proclaiming, keep preaching. I'm still calling my own people out of darkness to myself, and I give you the privilege of being involved in the process. 
So, we have these people today. We have Hilda. We got Debbie. Annette. Brittany. Micah. Micah, it's about time. Come on, man. We got Razzle. Razzle. We got Travis. Philip. It's going to be a great day. Amen. Now, just so you guys know, I gave you guys an order before, except for the last three. All of them are out of order. Just let you know. So just come up when I tell you, okay? Brittany, would you come on up? So, let me just say, I wrote a couple other things here. I just want to say this. You are helping us. With your obedience, you're helping us declare to others the glory of Jesus. You understand that? It's not just about you. It's about all of us, and we get to be a part of it. You're declaring to the people of God who also follow Jesus that they are your new family. And your home is with us. You're declaring you will be obedient to what your Jesus has commanded you. You're going to follow the Lamb wherever He goes. We as your family get to witness firsthand the power of the gospel and the transforming grace of the mercy of God. You're reminding us of the day that we were transformed by the gospel. The same grace and mercy that we tasted. You're reminding us of the day that we were baptized and you're refilling our hearts with gratitude for our own journey. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, okay? My dear sister, have you put your faith in Jesus as your King and Savior, trusting His work on the cross and resurrection? Yes. Are you ready to obey His commands and follow your Jesus wherever He leads you? Yes. Do you declare the people of God are your family and commit to love and support and encourage and worship together with us in faith and service as we all eagerly await the return of our Jesus? my sister, by the public profession of your faith and in obedience to God's divine command, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The old Jew has been buried with Christ and the new Brittany is raised in glorious resurrection. Brother, have you put your faith and trust in Jesus and the work on the cross and his death and resurrection? Do you declare the people of God are your family and you're committed to love and serve and worship together with us as we wait for the return of Jesus? I do. Then on the public profession of your faith and in obedience to God's divine command, it is my distinct, long-awaited pleasure <laughs> to baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father and of the Son 
baptism of the Holy Spirit. The old Micah has been buried with Christ and the new one is raised in glorious resurrection of Jesus Christ. We might need to mute when I hug. My hug is not mute friendly, so. Man, I'm gonna go with Roz. Come here, Razzle, where you at? Razzle Dazzle. Yeah, it's the E. Edward. Okay. You know, his name is Edward, and he got mad at me this morning for mispronouncing Razzle. Well, of course I'm going to mispronounce Razzle. Come on. Razzle, have you put your faith and trust in Jesus as your King and Savior, trusting in his work on the cross and his resurrection? Are you ready to obey his commands and follow your Jesus wherever he leads you? You declare the people of God are your family and commit to love and support and courage and worship together with us in faith and service as we all strive together to follow the Lamb wherever He goes. My brother, based on the public profession of your faith, and as we celebrate your obedience to His divine command, it is my distinct honor to baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Hey. Hey. The old razzle has been buried with Christ and the new one is raised in his glorious resurrection. Hello. Thank you. That's a good one right there. I'm just telling you. Philip, come on up here, brother. My brother, have you put your faith in Jesus as your King and Savior, trusting his work on the cross and his resurrection? Are you ready to obey his commands and follow your Jesus wherever he leads you? Do you declare the people of God are your family and you commit to love and support and encourage and worship with us together in faith and service as we await the return of our Jesus? Then on the public profession of your faith and in obedience to, our, to God's divine command, I get to baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The old Philip has been buried with Christ and new and is raised in his glorious resurrection. Travis, where you at, brother? My brother, have you put your faith in Christ as your King and Savior, trusting his work on the cross and his resurrection? Are you ready to obey his commands and follow your Jesus wherever he leads you? You declare the people of God are your family and commit to love and support 
and encourage a worship together with us in faith and service as we all wait for the return of our Jesus. Our brother Travis, then based upon the public profession of your faith and in obedience to the divine command of our Savior, it is my honor to baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The old Travis has been buried with Christ, the new one is raised in the likeness of his glorious resurrection. we got left here we got some awesome women coming up Scotty's working hard over there guys give Scotty a hand <laughs> Annette. this is Annette where's my water My sister, have you put your faith in Jesus as your King and Savior, trusting his work on the cross and his resurrection? Are you ready to obey his commands and follow your Jesus wherever he goes? Do you declare the people of God are your family and commit to love and support and encourage and worship together with us in faith and service as we all eagerly wait for his return? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And my sister, based upon the public profession of your faith and in obedience to his divine command. It is my distinct honor to baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The old Annette has been buried with Christ, the new one is raised in the likeness of his glorious resurrection. This is awesome. <laughs> Have you put your faith in Jesus as your King and Savior, trusting his work on the cross and his resurrection? Are you ready to obey his commands and follow your Jesus wherever he leads you? Do you declare the people of God are your family and commit to love and support and encourage and worship together with us in faith and service until our Jesus returns? And my sister, based upon the public profession of your faith and in obedience to God's divine command, it's my distinct honor to baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The old Debbie has been buried with Christ, and the new one is raised in the likeness of his glorious resurrection.
<laughs> you know, I was giving Micah a hard time about this about time stuff, you know. I'm just saying. This is Hilda. So, hope you guys don't mind saying, but I don't know of anyone who has more evidence of her ropes of faith than this woman right here. My sister, have you put your faith in Jesus, your King and Savior, trusting his work on the cross and his resurrection? Are you ready to obey his commands and follow your Jesus wherever he leads you? Do you declare the people of God are your family and commit to love and support and encourage and worship together with us in faith and service as we all eagerly await for his return? Then my sister, based upon the public profession of your faith and in obedience to God's divine command, it is my distinct honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The old Hilda has been buried with Christ, and the new one is raised in the likeness of his glorious resurrection. I get everyone, I didn't leave anyone out. Church family, we have celebrated these precious followers. They've blessed us with their baptism. We're gonna do it again, I think. Because apparently God is not done calling his children out Come of darkness on. into light. If you're wondering what revival looks like and sounds like, this is it. Heavenly Father, we are amazed by the power of the gospel. We're not surprised by it, but we're amazed by it. <laughs> we're so grateful that you have given your life, but not just that, you conquered death. Lord, as I've had the opportunity over the last couple of months to meet with each one of these, Lord, I'm so grateful for their story, for how you've called them to yourself. I'm thankful for how their faith has been an encouragement to us today. Lord, I pray that there are those here today that you are in the process of calling. Lord, maybe this act of obedience is what might bring them to that moment of salvation. Lord, if it be your will, we ask that you would do that today. And Lord, for those who are here who know you but have been struggling, straying, have become disconnected or disoriented, Lord, I pray that this act of obedience would inspire a renewed commitment to following you wherever you go. I pray that those hearts would be healed. Lord, I pray for those whose faith is wavering because they're going through difficult times. I pray that you would strengthen them with this testimony.
There's some difficult times going on up here right now today in these groups, this group of people that were baptized. It just shows that your gospel can overcome anything. We're thankful for this, our Jesus. We thank you that you are our Savior and our King. And Lord, we're thankful for the incredible things you're doing right here on Mount Lockwood Ridge. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great week.